Good morning. Welcome to High Desert Word Center. It is the final Sunday of 2023. Can you believe that today? Oh my goodness. What a year it has been in so many of your lives out there. I can just look across the room and see so many testimonies from this year and in our church family. What a great year it's been. And so, of course, we're going to have a great service this morning. And then tonight, we're going to be closing the year out at our 6 p.m. service. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So anyway, I'm excited for today and I'm excited for 2024. Who's with me today? It's going to be the best year that we have ever had yet. Amen. Let's stand up together this morning. We're going to open things up by speaking some words of faith over the United States of America, just like we always do. And we're going to keep believing that our nation is coming to Jesus. Amen. Let's say this together. Father, we come to you in Jesus name and in unity. We confess that Jesus Christ is Lord over the United States of America. We declare that righteousness, mercy, justice, and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord some praise today. All right. Well, we're going to take a few minutes here and go do a little meet and greet time. So go find somebody, give them a high five, handshake, fist bump, great big hug. Make sure everybody gets a little love today. Let's go.
Pennsylvania. How are we, family? Amen. I love you. You can be seated. All right. Last week, your announcements were probably like coherent and flowed together. I did them, though. It wasn't. Oh. No, it was we're, we're back to <laughs> this right now. Yeah. Praise God. Hey, guess what? The calendars are in. Yeah, look at this, everybody. Yeah. Finally, 2024 HDWC calendar. There's a different usher on each month of the year. You guys are going to love it. <laughs> Kidding. That would be Kidding. horrible. <laughs> that wasn't that funny. That, wow. Okay. It was that funny. That got a better response All than I thought it would. I started imagining. Okay, wow. I'm going to quit terrible. trying on my jokes. They actually laugh when it's not pre-planned. Okay. Very good. Yes, when they're not dad jokes. Okay. All right. Just saying. Anyway. anyway, so the calendars, you know, we used to, like, make fun of them. Like, nobody wants a calendar. Everyone gives out calendars. And then we, like, didn't do calendars one year, and there was, like, mutiny. Y'all oh, were yeah. mad. So now you get calendars because you love your calendars. There you go. Yeah. So Pastor Dave, like, all of fall literally combs through all these marketing calendars because he genuinely cares about what picture is on what month for you. It matters. So this is seriously a gift yeah. from Pastor Dave's Don't give me a picture you. of Death Valley in December. I will burn that <laughs> calendar. I'm serious. That's There are up. no ushers on it, and the pictures are intentional from your dear, sweet Pastor Dave. Yeah, so, so one per family. So raise your hand. The ushers are in each section. Every household gets a free calendar. Amen. You want one, raise your hand. All right, they're going to give you one anyway. All right, there you go. And uh, if you really need two, I have some connections, and I could probably make that happen. Okay. Okay, yeah, if you own a business, you get two. There you go. One for home, one for the business. All right, very good. Amen. Well, while you are happy and all smiles, let me nicely remind you, no food or drink in the sanctuary. It's a lot of square feet to have carpet cleaned. You can have water. Hide your Starbucks in the coffee bar. There you go. Okay, or Dutchies in the coffee bar. Because you see when you spill it, it looks like those stains that we couldn't get out after we paid all that money. You know, Amen. and it's Jesus's money. Yeah. So imagine it was your house or your dad. Mm. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you had a childhood like mine, but I did things like spill fingernail polish in the carpet at my parents' house. It ended very poorly for me. So I'm asking you real nicely. There you go. Before we have to send pastor your direction and say, there is no food or drink in the sanctuary. There you go. So we're saying it nice right now. Amen. No food or drink in the sanctuary. There you go. Also, in conjunction with that housekeeping sort of thing, we cleaned out Lost and Found. Now, yeah. <laughs> so we can see the back of the info booth now, which is really cool. There are some adult items uh, like coats and jackets in the foyer. Um, there are also some little kid items in the hallway upstairs and then children's items like First through fifth grade items are in Victory Hall. So we tried to separate it so that hopefully they would grab the items that you bought that they lost. But do yourself a favor and check that out before you leave. Okay, so just look at the piles of clothes laying around because tomorrow they, they're not going to be here anymore. Oh, wow. So if you're missing a coat, it's here. Just go looking for it. Um, t-shirts, speaking of clothing and other things, Ooh. t-shirts are still in the bookstore. Yeah. Everything is still 20% off. Until so, after today. Un- until after today. Yeah, so still tonight, but not yeah. after That's right. tonight. Anyway, Wednesday it's over. 
So head to the bookstore today. You can grab t-shirts and everything else there. Tonight for service, we are going to have communion. Yes. And we're going to kind of ring in the new year. But there have been so many families healing and so many families that dealt with maybe not the best Christmas of their lives that I'm with you in ringing out the old year. Bring in the new. So we're like getting 23 gone and starting fresh. Amen. So be with us tonight and we will get together as a family and we'll honor the Lord and we'll start fresh together. Yeah. Together. Also on that note, if you are new with us and you've been here a little bit, membership class is coming Ooh. January 14th. Yeah. Come January on. 14th. Yes. Oh, we so, this up. Oh, there's that. Sign, usher. Can I get an usher? Who's not on the calendar? Why? That's going to be with me the whole service. Don't tempt me. Next year we may do that. Uh, I mean, I, what congregational vote? Who's interested in an usher calendar? <laughs> <laughs> Cletus, you could be Mister Mister January right there, Mister January. <laughs> I promise you that no other church anywhere makes jokes uh, like this. I am so sorry, people. It, I'm it's, sorry. It's partially it your fault for still coming here, but that's okay. It uh, is. It I, is. I blame you. I really don't want to anyway, take that. We're going to talk about Jesus here in a minute, I promise. Uh, membership class, it's what we believe. Go back one. Amen. There we go. Membership class. It's going to be from four to seven. Um, there is always food and there is always Pastor Dave and you'll get four hours of asking whatever questions. Three. Yeah. Th- three yeah. hours yeah. of asking whatever questions you would like and, uh, you'll get fed and you will know what we believe and you'll be able to serve. You'll yeah. be qualified Officially to be start serving yeah. in areas if you'd like. Yeah. Now, FPU. Yes. Okay. If you did a credit card Christmas, and you are currently feeling churning in your stomach that I just said that. Uh-oh. This, this is your sign. There you go. We are doing FPU. It begins January 21st. It is $99. No? No? $80. They keep changing the price. There's a website there. It'll tell you how much it actually is. It's less than that. It's less than that. $79. $79. Okay. Something like that. Anyway, here's the deal. With whatever it is they're charging right now that's under $100 that we're sure of, um, it comes with the book, the workbook, and like a ledger and a bunch of stuff, tools for you to use to manage your money God's way. And it's amazing reminders to be able to do that well. If you are struggling to save and you are doing paycheck to paycheck, that's not what God meant. And you do have enough money, even though you don't feel like you have enough money. So we're going to play a video. Yes. The video didn't happen. Video didn't work. Okay. Next Sunday though. Next Sunday, they'll have a video for you. So good. So that way my long windedness right now is a good thing. Anyway, this is an amazing class that teaches you what the Bible says about your money. It will dig you out of whatever hole you feel like you're in. If you will put in the effort to do things God's way. So a lot of times we get saved and we work really hard to like clean up what we watch and clean up what we're listening to and do right and put in all the effort there. But we forget about the fact that God will change and transform our entire life. And so there's not any area that he doesn't care about and want 
to bless you in and help you in. And so this is your class. Amen. Okay. This is the time that you can get your phone out in church oh, hey. and start registering, which you should do. Okay. I will give you a personal high five if you register before the end of service. Personal? Personal. Instead of making Cletus, Mr. January, do it. <laughs> if they register next week, Mr. January, will you give them a high five? No. no. Okay. Cletus gives no high fives. Wow. Anyway, that's FPU. And now it's happy time. First oh, time wait. Yeah. I lied. First Thank time you for the woo. Yeah. Um, if you're with us for the first time or the first time in a long time, can you wave at me? Yeah. We have a gift for you this We morning. have a gift for you. Amen. No, no one. Okay. We, we love all of you. We're glad that you keep you. coming. Amen. Now. You're the best. It's happy time. There we go. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, it is time for our Sunday morning tithes and offerings. And so if you need an envelope this morning, raise your hand and the ushers are going to get one to you. And if you want to give online, you can go to hdwc.org slash giving. We're going to go in our Bibles this morning to Psalms 36. Psalms 36. Amen. Praise the Lord. Actually, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. I was off by one. Amen. Psalm 37. And I love this verse. It's a familiar verse. Psalm 37 and verse 4 in the NLT. Amen. And who in here, you've got stuff that, that you are believing God for in your life, man. There's some things that you would like to increase in. It's okay uh, to be desiring, you know, a pay raise or to be desiring, you know, some things that God's put on your heart. Well, I'm going to show you uh, the way that the Bible tells us how to obtain these things. So Psalm 37, and we're going to look at verse 4 in the NLT. It tells us this. Take delight in the Lord. Or the King James Version says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. And here it is. And he will give you your heart's desires. He will give you your heart's desires. Well, what does that mean? You know, there's a lot wrapped up in that verse right there. But I know this much. If I'm going to delight in the Lord, that could mean a lot of things. Uh, But it certainly means this, that I'm going to delight in obeying his word. Somebody that delights in the Lord, they are a doer of the word of God. And check it out. When we delight ourselves in him, when we do his word, when we, uh, you know, move from the realm of just hearing the word, but begin to actually obey the word, what happens? It tells us right here that God will give you your heart's desires. And, you know, some people would tell you, listen, God doesn't care about you having the desires of your heart. He doesn't care about your wants. He only wants to take care of your needs. It's just the bare minimum with God. Well, that's contrary to what the Bible says. It tells us right here that he wants to give us the desires of of our heart. He does care about our wants, not just only our needs, but how does this happen? It's when we begin to delight in him. And when we delight in him, when we obey his word, we desire godly things. Amen. We desire good things. And we know this much that 
as Christians, we have the desire to further the gospel, right? We want to be givers to get the gospel message out. And we also want to be good stewards of our money so we can take good care of our family. That's part of our faith confession. And we want to be able to take good care of our family. These are godly desires. And so I'm encouraging us today that as we're delighting in the Lord, as we're obeying, as we're being tithers and givers, listen, he will give you the desires of your heart. That's not selfish. That's the Bible right there. And you can stand on that word. Can we get an amen this morning for the word of God? (laughs) Hallelujah. Well, let's stand up together and we're going to speak some words of faith over our tithes and our offerings. And we do this because uh, the, the book of Romans tells us anything that's not of faith is sin. We want to do everything by faith. And we're going to hold fast to the confession of faith, even with our giving. So let's go ahead and speak these words of faith together. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs promotions, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, growth and business, settlements, estates or inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increased. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs so I have more than enough to take good care of my family, to give generously in the kingdom of God, and promote the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Feel free to join us at the altar for praise and worship after you drop off your tithes and offerings.
let's raise our hands to him this morning. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord, and we are so grateful for who you are, Lord, and we desire to lift your name high. We desire to bring you glory and honor and praise, and Lord, we know we can never praise you enough. We can never say it enough, but thank you, Jesus, for who you are. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to this earth, for dying for our sins, Lord, and for going down and facing the punishment we deserved. But Lord, you paid the price and you came back to life. You resurrected on that third day and we can never say thank you enough, but we praise your name today, Jesus. And we look forward to you returning soon to take us home. We're ready, Jesus. We're ready. We love you. And we ask that you would have your way in this service. May your word have free course and accomplish everything that you send it forth to do. We thank you for it today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give the Lord some praise today. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. All right. Well, we're going to be getting into the Word of God here. I forgot to remind you earlier that the uh, January devotions are available back there at the info booth if you want a printed version. And, uh, of course, it's available online also if you want to get it on the church website. Amen. All right. Well, today, if you need an outline for the message... Raise your hand, and the ushers are going to get one to you there. And the title today is this. It's uh, We're going to revisit the very first sermon that we did in 2023. We're going to revisit the, the sermon from January 1st of this year. And uh, and, and our, our theme verse, I want to go over that again as we close out the year. And uh, if you were here for that, we did, I think, a 10-part opening series this year about Roots, And what we were talking about is our theme verse of Colossians 2-7 about us being rooted in the Word of God and doing things His way. And so every year... We have a theme verse uh, for the year that I, you know, I always ask the Lord or my dad does uh, of what what the theme needs to be, what the direction needs to be for that year. And this year, uh, our our theme and our direction has been Colossians two seven. So let's go over there this morning and open our Bible to start things off right there. Colossians two and verse seven. Is anyone excited for the Word of God today? Amen. Amen. Colossians 2 and verse 7. Praise the Lord. And this has been a, I mean, this is a really, really good verse. And I want to, uh, I want to look at this again and then kind of see how we've done with this verse individually and as a church in the last 12 months. Uh, so Colossians 2 and verse 7. And the Apostle Paul wrote this to us. He says, let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. That is a 
powerful, wonderful verse. And it, it has to do with our, our us being rooted in him, right? Amen. Because who knows that if your roots aren't very deep, that means you're a shallow person and you're probably going to blow over someday and not going to make it very far. Let's just get real. Or if your foundation isn't built upon him, you're weak. And a storm is going to take you out. And we're going to look at that a little bit more in the Word of God today. But this has been our focus for 2023. And uh, and I'm again, I'm revisiting the first sermon of this year. But if you've been around uh, HDWC very long, and I look around the room, and there's a handful of you that have been here more than a couple of years, and most of you are within the last within the last three years. But these last three years uh, for HDWC uh, have been years of what I would call rapid and intense growth. And you know, I I don't say any of that to. Uh, to uh, put any light on any of us as leaders or any of you guys, but I will say that it's been an interesting three years. And last, you know, some people make fun of me. I I, I do statistics and things like that because I'm deep down I'm a nerd. Uh, but you know, last night I was just compiling the final numbers for 2023. And from March of 2020, all right, that's the last month that the world would call pre-COVID. From March of 2020 to the last quarter of 2023, HEWC has seen a 129% increase in our attendance. And that's, I never would have dreamed that. That's ins- that means it's more than doubled. And, and, and that, and that's interesting to me. Um, and that's exciting. But I also know that that's a big responsibility. And, and, and when extreme growth comes very quickly, you gotta really make sure your foundation is there and you gotta make sure that your roots are deep or you won't be able to, to handle what God gives to you. And especially since October 7th of this year, that's when even a lot of you in this room now began coming to church the very next day on October 8th, uh, after Hamas, uh, invaded Israel and began that whole war. And by the way, we stand with Israel and we are not uh, ashamed of that one single bit. And so, uh, and so since then, a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, man, this is getting real, dude. This is getting getting real uh, because the Bible told us it would happen in Ezekiel 37 uh, and it prophesied that Israel uh, would specifically be invaded from the north and and you know we know that that could happen any day now and I'm not going to go into all that but we really preached for the last couple of months of the year on the end times we we covered some you know things that people are afraid to talk about man we've we've talked about Armageddon we've talked about the rapture we've talked about the great tribulation we've talked about all all these things that the book of Revelation and uh, Matthew 24, Jesus said they would happen. And we've seen so many happen before our very eyes. Well, when we decided to begin talking about that, even more people were just very interested in hearing what's going on in the world. And in October, about 30-something people gave their lives to the Lord at this altar right here and have gone into the spiritual personal trainer program. And so I love all that. Uh, that's what, you know, it, it, it makes all of us very, very happy uh, to see all of this. But I know this much, like we said a minute ago, in your personal life, 
And as a church or as a business or whatever, uh, it's great. We want to have very quick growth. Everybody loves that. But again, if the foundation isn't there, if you build up too quickly without laying a foundation, you won't sustain it. And, uh, and you know, I've learned a lot over this past year even. And I'm going to tell you that in your personal life, Maybe you haven't received some of the things you're praying for just yet because you're not ready. Some of you are praying for just a boatload of money to just drop in your lap. For some of you, that would be the worst thing that could happen to you. It would crush you. You would do stupid things and you would do more harm than good. For some of you, you've been praying for maybe this brand new job and you're not ready for it yet. You're not mature enough to handle that job. And so it's a good thing that you've had some delays in life. It's not God being mean. It's the mercy of God because you don't have the roots and you don't have the foundation yet to properly handle that blessing. Could someone maybe look at your life and say, that's probably a little bit true. I haven't been ready for that just yet. And and so that's something for us to consider. And that's been our theme for 2023. And as I look across the sanctuary and, and even online, uh, you know, I can honestly say this, that I have seen so many people grow spiritually this year, and that has been the goal, and nothing makes me happier than that. Uh, I, I've seen people that would maybe once a month come to church, come every week now. People read their Bible every day and pray every day. People that, that used to come once a week now come multiple times a week, and they're reading their Bible and studying and going deeper, and they're serving in church. What is this? This is called growth. This means you've begun to start putting your roots down deeper and deeper into him. And if your roots are deep, God can load you up with more blessings because your whole base isn't going to collapse if the roots are really deep. And uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself, so I better just get into the outline here. I'm going to start saying too much. But God's done a lot of great things this year in Y'all's lives, I don't usually say that, I'm from the Midwest, we don't say that word a lot, but I've got, I've seen God do a lot in all of you guys' lives and in our church and dump opportunities in front of us that we never dreamed of, and I'm grateful for it. But I'm, I want to revisit this message so we can be ready for 2024. Who's excited for the future right now? Amen. It's going to be really, really good. So let's go ahead and I'm going to pray and we're going to get right into the message today. Father, in Jesus name, I thank you, Lord, so much for your word that it is true. It is alive. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two edged sword. And Lord, I pray today that as we are studying your word, as we are as we are going to the holy book right here, that you will speak to us. You will show us what we need to see, Lord. You'll remind us of what we've already seen. And we declare 2024 will be the best year yet in the name of Jesus. Can someone say amen? Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get into this. All right. Number one, if you're going to handle the blessings of God, number one, you need deep roots. 
You need deep roots. Let's look at Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 3 through 6. Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look at verses 3 through 6. Who feels, you know, I mean, don't raise your hand, but just, just examine your life. Who feels that you have grown spiritually in 2023? You're further along than you were 12 months ago. I know a lot of you, man. I, so many of you in this room gave your lives to the Lord this year, as, right here, man. Or you got back into church. Some of you for the first time in a very long time. This is exciting, man. This is incredible. But Mark chapter 4, and we're going to look here at verses uh, 3 through 6. And this is one of Jesus' parables. We're just going to read a few of the verses about the farmer sowing the seed, or the farmer planting the seed. And so Mark chapter 4, verses 3 through 6, Jesus says this. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seed. As he scattered it across his field, some of the seed fell on a footpath or like the walking trail, and the birds came and ate it. It just didn't go in at all. Other seed fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seed sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plant soon wilted under the hot sun. Here it is. And since it did not have deep roots, it died. Now, This seed that was planted, the farmer could have initially been very excited, like, oh my gosh, this is growing so fast. This is growing faster than any of the other seed that I planted. But listen, Jesus tells us right here, fast growth with shallow roots is not good. It's not good for a church. It's not good for an individual. And it's not good for your business if you're a business owner. It takes some time to let your roots grow down into him. And you may see someone who isn't very godly that seems to have it all. Do you ever see that in life? It's like, man, Lord, here I am doing things your way. And I work with this guy over here that's blasphemous, that's just wicked. And he seems to have it all. He seems to get it all. Well, Psalm 37 tells us, do not fret Don't worry because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong for as the grass, they will wither away. And some of these people that seem to have it all and fast success, well, they're very shallow and it's very temporary success. And that's not what we're looking for. But especially in this day and age of social media and the internet, I found out that you can put a filter on some pretty ugly stuff sometimes and make people think that you're living the dream when really it's fake, it's shallow, it's vain, it's whatever other synonymous word you want to use for that. It's not real. And people can look at that and be like, man, I'm so jealous. Here I am, you know, doing things like the way the Bible says, and I'm not seeing anything at all. But here's the thing about the right seed planted in the right soil. You don't see anything at first, but beneath the surface, there is a lot taking place. Those roots are going down 
down, down, growing stronger and stronger and stronger. And some of you don't realize how strong you really are just yet because you're just doing things God's way. And it's a process and it takes time, but the roots are growing deeper and deeper. Out here, you may not see it all yet, but beneath the surface, you're being prepared for some really great things to take place in your life. That's a really good place to say amen today. And so I've determined that I don't want to go down as someone who was successful for a few years and then lost it all. I'm not looking for temporary success in anything. I want to grow old and die someday as someone who had a stable, consistent, successful life that had a lasting impact for my kids, for this city, for this church, for my grandkids, for the next generation to come. I'm playing the long-term game, amen? Not the temporary game. And that's what we're called to as Christians. And so on your outline this morning, don't let other people be the standard by which you measure your success. Don't let other people be the standard by which you measure your success. You need to let Jesus and the Bible be the measurement of your success. If you're basing your life off of somebody else's life, I can promise you, you're going to live in jealousy. Or, nearly even worse, you're going to live full of pride. Because you're going to be in this position where you're like, well, I know I may not really be living up to what God told me, but I'm doing better than that guy, so who cares? Pride is a killer. It'll kill you, man. And and so many people don't even realize that pride is operating in their life. They don't even realize it. And so if... You are basing your life uh, in comparison to your neighbor. You're either going to always feel full of jealousy or you're going to maybe have a false sense of security because you're full of pride. Well, I got more than him, so whatever. Or, I mean, you're just going to be spinning in circles and miss God's calling on your life forever. Have you even considered what God's call is on your life? Some of you haven't ever even asked God that question. I can see it right now. I know I'm not trying to, you know, go all too deep on you, but some of you in here, you ask God, what is it you want from my life? Some of you have never asked God, what is it that you have called me to do? What is it that you put me on this earth for? The only thing you ask God is, hey, can you give me more uh, for what I want to do in life? But you've never asked God, what is it you want me to do? You will never, ever find fulfillment until you discover what God puts you on this planet to do. And then when you start chasing after that to obey him, it'll change your life. It won't matter if you've got more money than the Joneses or the Smiths. It won't matter because you're doing what God called you to do. The only way to be fulfilled is to chase after what God called you to do. You need to think, you need to start thinking about that in the new year. You know, Proverbs 10, 22 says the blessing of the Lord will make you rich. Don't talk about rich. God did never promise anything about, no, Proverbs 10, 22 says the blessing of the Lord will make a person rich, but he will add no sorrow with it. 
God has no problem with us being fulfilled and satisfied and literally even using the word rich several places in the Bible. But here's the thing. It says he adds no sorrow with it because there's a lot of people that get rich or get what they want in this life but they accumulate a lot of sorrow to go with it. God will get those things to you if you're following after him, if you'll seek first his kingdom, Matthew 6, 33. I want you to look here at Jeremiah 17, though. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8. Amen. I was hoping to get to be a little more fiery today and do a little yelling, but my voice is telling me I can't do that. So I'm having to stay a little more calm this morning. <laughs> but praise God. Can you listen today still? Amen. Come on. This is a good word for you today. So Jeremiah 17, and we're going to look at verses 7 through 8. And this chapter, you could also take note, goes perfectly in line with Psalm 1. But Jeremiah 17, and we're going to look at verses 7 through 8. Jeremiah 17, verses 7 through 8. And man, if our lives could look like this right here. This is the idea. Proverbs, excuse me, Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8, it says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord. Is there anybody in here today that you trust in the Lord? Okay, all right. And you have made the Lord your hope and your confidence. Anybody, is God your hope and your confidence? Or Okay, all right. Well, here's what your life should be like. Verse 8. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots. Somebody say roots. That reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. That's what the Christian life ought to look like. No matter if there's drought going on, if there's storm going on, if it's whatever season, the Christian, your leaves ought to be green. You ought to be strong and full of life. And someone would say, nobody can be like that. Well, according to the Bible, you absolutely can. And this also lines up with Psalm chapter 1. But you've heard me say this. My favorite place in the world is Sequoia National Park. Anybody ever been to Sequoia and seen the big giant trees? And I, I love Sequoia. It's a special place for my family and I. And we have spent so many summer nights sleeping under the trees. And I know some people are like, why would you sleep outside? That's no fun at all. Well, you're no fun at all, all right? Listen, <laughs> it's fun, man. I love being in God's creation. But my my favorite tree in the world, does anybody else have a favorite tree? Okay, well, all right, I'm the, all right, one person. Thank you. All right, I'm not the only one. But my favorite tree is called the General Grant tree. Now, it's not the biggest tree General Sherman is, but General Grant, I believe, is now the second biggest. It's the second big, is the second largest living thing on planet Earth. It's 267 feet tall. It's a hundred, the, the, the tree trunk is 107 feet around. It's massive. And I love this tree. It's so incredible. But the thing is, is that people admire the sequoias. They're so big. They're so strong. They're so powerful. Everybody's looking at what they can see above the surface. 
But you know, to have something that big and tall and beautiful, the roots have to be massive. And living in the state of California, as we do, we understand that groundwater is not typically plenteous here, even in the uh, Sierra Nevadas. And so uh, sometimes these trees, their roots have to travel as far as 200 feet away from the base of the tree to find good groundwater. Well, we know this, that that takes a lot of time. This doesn't happen instantly, and and it takes a lot of time to be able to get the roots that these trees need to be as big and strong as they are. And I'm going to tell you, in your life, putting your roots down into the Lord, building your foundation, takes time. It takes time. And on your outline here, lasting success takes time. That lazy people don't want to put in. Lasting success takes time that lazy people don't want to put in. And I know that doesn't sound like a very nice thing to say. But I see so many awesome Christian people even here today with us that you may not make the most noise. You may not be the, you know, the, the flashiest loudmouth or whatever. You may not draw a lot of attention to yourself. But over the course of time, you've grown into a strong, stable Christian just by doing the basics. Reading your Bible every day. You need to do that. You need daily bread. You read your Bible every day. You pray Every day. You go to church every week. None of this is theologically deep. This is so basic. But doing these simple things, obeying the Bible, serving in church, it's so basic. But as you do these things over time, your roots are going deeper and deeper and deeper and further and further and further. And listen, the tree, the, the, the plant is starting to break through the soil and you're starting to grow into something. And sometimes you don't even realize it. Have you ever, you know, gone through a growth spurt in life and you didn't even really realize you had grown? I remember when I was 15, you know, I wanted to grow. And so uh, I didn't, I just didn't know it was going to all happen at once. But like in one summer, I grew like six or seven inches and, and I couldn't even tell it other than my legs hurt all the time. But people had come up to me and be like, man, when did you grow? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I didn't see it. And sometimes when you're growing, you don't even realize it yet until you have a chance to prove it, right? And I remember coming back, you know, back from summer break, playing basketball with the guys who used to be taller than me. I was blocking all their shots and they're like, what happened to you? I'm like, apparently I grew and I didn't realize it until, you know, I had a chance to do something with it. And some of you, you just been doing the basics, but you've been growing and growing and growing. And the next time the devil shows up to attack you, you're going to realize how strong you really are. You're going to use that faith like you've never used it before. And you're going to send him packing in the name of Jesus. 
You know, I've, I've heard this illustration, but the, the, the bamboo plant is one of the strangest plants in the world. It takes a lot of patience if you're going to be a bamboo farmer. Is there anybody in here that you've decided you want to be a bamboo farmer? Okay, okay. So listen up if that's you. When you plant the seed, you don't see any growth for the first four years takes four years before you see any growth at all. Now, to the ignorant mind, year one goes by, nothing happened. Year two, year three, getting into year four, like, man, nothing's happened at all. But by the time that year five gets there, the plant breaks through the ground and it grows at a mind-blowing rate. It grows 90 feet in five weeks. 90 feet in five weeks, and somebody would look at that, maybe like they look at your life, and they look at that and be like, oh my gosh, it only takes five weeks to grow 90 feet? To the ignorant person, yes. But to somebody that was there through the whole process, it takes five years to grow 90 feet. And some patience. The seed's got to be planted. you got to keep watering it and sticking with it, even if it feels like you're not seeing anything at all. But trust me, beneath the surface, a lot is taking place. And at just the right time, you're going to see the results of what you've been sticking with. Can someone say amen today? Amen. Amen. So don't give up on being a stable, consistent Christian. On the outside, you may look like nothing's happening, but beneath the surface, you're being prepared for some awesome things. And the second thing I'm going to say today is this. Number two. You need a strong foundation. Now, you're like, well, we're talking about roots. What do you mean a foundation? So, number one, you need strong roots. But number two, you need a strong foundation. Do we have any builders in the house today? I know I've got at least a couple of you. All right. Any man that you can go to Home Depot and not ask for help? Okay, three of you. Amen. Good for you. Come on, man. We know you. But listen, when you build, and we've talked about this so many times, the most important thing is the foundation. If the foundation's no good, according to Jesus, then the whole thing's a mess, and it's always going to be in danger of collapsing. Last summer, uh, Pastor Katie and the kids and I went to New York City uh, and visited my brother. And one of the interesting things we did was go to the 9-11 memorial. And, you know, some of, you know, a lot of the kids in here, they don't remember that. It was before they were even born. But I remember that. I was in high school. And that was just about the worst day ever. It was a bad day. But as we went to the memorial... They take you, uh, you're, you're in the exact location of where the, uh, you know, the origin, the two towers were, and you go down, down, down this escalator, all the way down to the bottom to where the basement was. And they, they had to dig 70 feet below the surface to start laying the foundation. And it's right there, you know, by the river. Uh, and, and so they had to bring in extra soil and all these things back in the 70s when they made it. Just to make it doable. But they had to dig 70 feet below the surface. Nobody in the world ever visited the World Trade Center and be like, 
man, the foundation on this thing is super impressive. No, everybody only cared about how tall they were. Nobody cared about the foundation. Well, of course, now we all know how important foundations are. It takes a long time to build the right foundation. And so on your handout here is this, is how high up you go depends on how deep your foundation is. How high up you can go depends on how deep your foundation is. If you are shallow and have a shallow foundation, you can't go very high in life. The winds will knock you over. The storms will knock you over. But if your foundation is deep, the sky's the limit. And that's something for us to consider in here. We're talking about spiritually speaking. I want to look at Luke chapter 6. And we're going to go to verses 46 through 49. I have preached on this several times lately. Luke chapter 6. We're going to go to verses 46 through 49. Amen. Is anybody with me still today? Luke chapter 6. Verses 46 through 49. And this is, again, the story of Jesus talking about the wise man and the foolish man. And so I'm not going to go into great depth on this because we've covered it so much lately. But Luke chapter 6, verses 46 through 49. And this is such a powerful story. One of my favorite, uh, I mean, favorite things that Jesus taught us. Luke 6. Verses 46 through 49, Jesus says, So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? Well, that brings us to the obvious conclusion that if you don't actually do what Jesus says, he is not your Lord. And apparently he questions why you even call him Lord if you don't obey him. And so uh, I can just almost, you know, I don't want to add to it, but it's almost like you can hear in his voice like, dude, I'm a little uncomfortable. Could you quit calling me, Lord? You don't ever do anything I say. And so we know it is possible for Jesus to be your Savior, but not necessarily your Lord. And my goal is not to just skate into heaven on the bare minimum like, woo, I got in. Wow. I didn't make it. I didn't go to hell. I made it to heaven. That's not my goal. My goal is for Jesus to be my Lord. My goal is to obey what Jesus told me to do. My goal is to get to heaven and Jesus say, well done, good and faithful servant. Not, well, you're done. (laughs) Wow, that was rough, but you made it. So here you are. No, we want Jesus to be pleased with us. Look at verse 47. He says, I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. Here it is. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against that house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and does not obey is like a person who builds a house right on top of the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruins. Isn't that a sad story to look at? And so again, I'm not going to go into great depth here, but we look at these two guys and somebody could say, well, that guy was lucky. He survived the storm and that guy was not lucky. He didn't survive the storm. No, luck had nothing to do with this. Because both of these guys had storms come against them. 
That's unfortunate for both of them. But here's the thing. Only one of the guys took the time to prepare for the storm and lay the foundation. That wasn't luck. That was called diligence. That was called patience. That was called doing life the right way. Because we've learned this, that even when you lay the right foundation, storms do still come. I'm not prophesying that on you. I'm not speaking negative words over your life. I'm just being real because I found this out. My parents uh, had been faithful in church and done everything, you know, to the best they could do. And I still got cancer when I was three. Like, well, that's not fair. They took me to church three times a week and our church wasn't up the street. It was an hour away. We drove from out in the country in Noblesville, Indiana, an hour into the city in Indianapolis every week, not just once a week, literally three times a week, every week. And, uh, and, and it was just our life since I was a newborn baby. It was not convenient to go to church there, but it's where God told us to go. And so they did all this. They tithed. They, they, uh, they went to church. They served. They taught Bible studies. They raised us in the ways of God. And when I was three, I got really sick. I lost the ability to walk and all this bad stuff. I was sick nonstop. And they take me to the doctor and they take my butt. And they're like, this kid's got leukemia. He's dying. And so somebody could say, well, gee, foundations don't mean anything at all. That's not one bit fair. Because I know somebody else that had the same thing. Well, it's not fair at all. But here's the thing. The foundation was there. The storm still came. And boy, did it beat against that house, man. I, I was just a little kid. I remember some of that pain. I've still got scars up my back from spinal taps. I've still got holes in these veins from all the blood transfusions and, and things that happened to me. I remember it. It hurt. It was awful. But through it all, praise God, Jesus saved my life. And one day, because when the storm came... They didn't do this. They didn't say, it's no good. God's a fake. God's a false. It's no good. They didn't dig it all up and throw it all away. What happens if you've laid the foundation and bad things still come to your life? You don't say, this stuff doesn't work. No, you stick to your guns and you say, okay, the devil attacked, but God's word is true. Amen. We always triumph in Christ Jesus. God's word never fails. You stick to it. And man, the devil huffed and he puffed and he tried to blow the house down. But a few weeks into being in the children's hospital, man, something picked me up off of a hospital bed and I took off running down the hallway. Doctors and nurses chasing me everywhere. I remember this. And they finally caught me and they started drawing blood out. And the night before, 12 hours before, that blood was full of cancer. Literally, they take this blood and it is... 0% cancer, but brand new blood. Like, we never seen anything like this. They said, this is, a, this is impossible. Even if he was healed, it would take months to have fully mature white blood cells. You can't do that because they killed everything off. I was, I had had chemo. I, you know, I'd lost everything. It was bad, but instantly the Lord restored it all. Why? Because the foundation was there. A storm did still come. I'm not going to lie. It came, but thank God the roots were deep. 
the foundation was broad, and the house still stood. Amen. Amen. And it took time for that, man. It took time to lay that foundation. And so I'm encouraging you today that you may be like, well, I've been at this, you know, for six months now. I had this for a year now. You will not know how strong you really are until a storm comes. But thank God, when it does come, you're ready this time. The same thing that used to flatten you, you'll still be standing strong this time, man. You're getting stronger and stronger and stronger. It takes time. But if you're not lazy, if you're not shallow like the seed that Jesus talked about, but you'll let your roots keep growing, oh, it is so worth it in the end to be a strong Christian. There's nothing better than this. And so... Every year, you know, I, I, I talk to the Lord approaching a new year for my personal life, for my family, and for the church. And I always ask God, what is the verse that you need, that you want to give me this year? And and so I God always gives me a verse for every year, for my life, and, you know, as pastors, even for the church. Is there anybody in here? Don't be embarrassed if you can't raise your hand, but... As you approach a new year, do you ask God what his verse would be for your life that year? Okay. Listen, that's something you should do. All right? And I believe, you know, it's, it's the 31st, but I bet, I bet God will give you a couple days into the new year if you need it. But I think that you should talk to God. Get get quiet with God for a little bit. Parents, I know it's hard, you know, uh, whatever you got to do to quiet the kids. <laughs> but talk to God and say, Lord... Talk to me about 2024. What are some things that you want to tell me for the new year? Give me wisdom. Would God do that? Well, James chapter 1 says, if you need wisdom, ask God and he'll give it to you. And so I encourage you to ask God what a verse would be for you to build upon in 2024. He's never let me down. I've done, I've done this since 2012. Every year he gives me something. And sometimes at first I'm like, well, what does this have to do with anything? But I promise you, sometime during that year, I'm like, oh, now I see why you've been telling me about this. And it's very, very important. And uh, I would encourage you, ask God, what are some things that he wants from you in the new year? I know everybody's going to say, well, I've already got my goals. It's to double my paycheck and to lose 50 pounds. Good for you. What about personally growing in the Lord? What about saying, God, what do you want from me? Not, hey, what can you do for me, huh? What about saying, God, what can I do for you in this year? You ever think about that? It's a two-way street, right? It shouldn't just be him nonstop get, that's a bad relationship. If it's nonstop, one party's doing all the, the giving, doing all the work, doing all the, that's not a healthy relationship. This should be a two-way street. Now thank God that he does give. Thank God that he's always there. I mean, he's not gonna quit being faithful. We know that much. But if you wanna grow strong in the Lord this year, let's start changing our Christianity from only being about me and what God can do for me. But let's start including in this, God, what can I do for you this year? What if he doesn't say anything? He'll say something. 
<laughs> he that has an ear to hear, let him hear. If your ears are open, he will speak. And so I would challenge you this morning with this, to ask God for a verse to start building your 2024 upon. And I would also tell you to ask God, what is it that you can do for him in 2024? How you can be stronger spiritually. You all can figure out your own physical and financial goals on your own. I mean, you already got those. You know what those are. Whatever. That's good. Not bad. It's good. But talk to God and see what his plans are for your life in this coming year. And I'm going to encourage you tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, come to tonight's service. We're going to do some special things that you know, are outside of the box that we don't typically do. And, um, you know, it's not going to be a long service. I believe we'll be, you know, be like an hour of power type of thing. Uh, for me, I like to be at home on New Year's, away from everybody, <laughs> watching, you know, the ball drop in New York City. But, uh, but... I think it'd be very important if you would give God one final hour tonight to come out. We're going to do something. Uh, we're going to receive communion together. We're going to close this year out. And we're going to open up 2024 as long as it's by 7 p.m. Then you need to go home and get away. All right? And so, <laughs> no, but I'm encouraging you that we're ready to build upon what God's already done. Who in here, God did some, did some things in your life this year. You know it, man. You know it, right? You, if, and somebody say, well, nothing spectacular happened. If nothing else, if you were doing this right, your roots did start growing down and your foundation did start being broadened out a little bit. But I'm encouraging you, Tonight, come back out, 6 o'clock, give God one more hour, and we're going to close this thing out right, and we're going to open up the new year in a very wonderful way, so you can start laying the foundation for 2024. And so, can you put that Colossians 2-7 on the screen one more time, Tim? Can we stand up together today? And uh, Your final outline, I don't know if I said that, instead of asking, how can I build higher, ask, how can I dig deeper? Amen. Instead of asking, how can I build higher? Ask, how can I dig deeper? Let's stand up together this morning. And I want us to read this out loud together. Colossians 2.7. Colossians 2.7. Amen. We're going to read this together. And I want you to say this like you mean it. Because this has been a word from God to us for this year. Colossians 2-7, let's go. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise and some thanks today. Hallelujah. He's good, isn't he? Amen. Well, I'm going to have Pastor Josh begin to lead us in some worship here. But as we close out this morning, I want to give you the chance right here, the final day of 2023, the last day. We've got 12 and a half hours left in this thing here. Listen, if you don't have things right with the Lord, I would not enter in to a new year without the right relationship with him. This world's a crazy place, man. I don't try to scare people, but sometimes people need to be scared. If it'll if it'll get you to to do the right thing, maybe you need to be scared a little bit. And 
It's such a real thing, more real than it's ever been before. But I want to lead you in a prayer today. And maybe you've never really had a relationship with the Lord, or maybe you did, but you walked away from him. Today's the day to get this thing right. And I'm going to tell you, it is way too risky. It's too risky for me. I, I'm, I'm just, I'll say that. I, I'm, I, I would be terrified to not know in my heart that if Jesus came back one minute from now, that I wouldn't go to heaven. I'm not going to take that chance. Or to know that, hey, God forbid something happened to me before the clock strikes midnight tonight, that I have no idea where I would spend eternity. Crazy. That's nuts. Why would anybody take that chance? I'm going to lead us in a prayer today. And this could be your day to finally settle the question, where will I spend the next billion years, the next eternity? You can know for certain. Let's pray this together. Can we bow our heads? Can we close our eyes today? And I want to pray this prayer together on this, our final hours of 2023. There's never been a better time. Let's say this together. Father, in Jesus' name, I believe in your son, Jesus. I believe that he died, that he rose again. Jesus, forgive me for anything wrong I've done. Give me the strength to live for you. My life is yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise today. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, Jose's coming up this morning. This is Jose. As many of you know him. Some of you know. Great guy. He's a really great guy. Listen, um, if you're interested in it and you have given your life to the Lord today, you've returned to a relationship with your creator. Check it out. We've got a program called Spiritual Personal Trainer. And if you're interested, we will connect you with somebody else from church here for the next 30 days that will pray for you and with you every day. They're going to text you some Bible verses, some prayers, some devotions every day to help you stick on the right path. And what better time as you're going into a brand new year, you could have the first several days of this new year, the first month, absolutely being guided and mentored every day as you start the new year. What a powerful way to start it. If you're interested in that, come see Jose while we're praying for people over here this morning. Can I have my prayer team come on up today? Amen. If you're here and you need prayer for anything at all, uh, we want to pray for you, pray with you. If you are in need of anything, now's the time to release your faith and watch God do something in your life. Pastor Josh is going to lead us in worship for a few minutes here. We only ask that if you don't need prayer, that you would remain reverent while God is working in other people's lives. Release your faith that God would do something in their life or just praise God and worship him for a few minutes this morning. Amen. But let's go ahead. Pastor Josh, lead us in worship. Holy, 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 our God is on the throne. So firm is His foundation, no power can overthrow. 
Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. What a powerful year it's been. And uh, we just want to thank Jesus. We want to thank all of our church family uh, for uh, just growing in the Lord this year. That's been so incredible. We want to remind you again that tonight we're going to put the final uh, seal on this year for 2023. Close it out with Jesus and with each other. And then uh, praise God, you, you know, get on home and celebrate there. <laughs> and uh, It's going to be an awesome 2024. If you didn't get a new calendar, there back there at the info booth grab your calendar for 24 the new theme verse is on there and uh, the membership class sign up sheet is back there that's coming in a couple weeks if you want to go through membership class on the 14th sign up back there so we can get you down and it's just going to be a great year what i mean think about that starting your year off that way in the house of god becoming a member being more connected than ever what a great way to start this hallelujah well let's go ahead we're going to close and prayer and do our Barstow faith confession, and then you can be dismissed. Amen. Let's raise our hands together. The apostle Paul said that holy men and women everywhere ought to raise their hands in prayer. Lord, we love you. We thank you so much uh, for 2023, Lord. We know that, hey, some of us have been through some things. There was some, there was some dips and there were some valleys. There were some, there were some mountaintops, Lord. But through it all, you were the same. You didn't change for one second of it, God. And we thank you that you've been there every step of the way. And Lord, just as we revisited this Colossians 2, 7 a day, may we let this verse continue uh, to be something we build our lives upon as our roots grow down into you and our lives are built upon you, Lord. We know that we're growing strong. Our faith is growing strong in the truth that we've been taught. May 2024 be the absolute best year we've ever had yet. And may each person here seek you for what your plans are for their life in 2024. Lord, let us be open-hearted, Lord, open-minded to what you have for us. And we thank you that we're going to obey you and follow you. And may every family, every household, every person here have the blessing of God, the joy of the Lord, the peace of God in their homes. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can someone say amen? Amen. All right. Let's go ahead and do our Barstow Faith Confession today. Let's speak these words of faith together. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen.